Daddy gang, I am so excited for today's guest. Bella Porch is here. You may know her from her hit songs like Build a Bitch and Dolls. You have 100% seen her on TikTok because she has the most liked video of all time in the history of TikTok with over 106 million followers across platforms. She may be one of the most viewed people ever, and she's literally only 26 years old. But of course, like we'd like to do here on Call Her Daddy, we're going to talk about there's so much more about this person that we don't actually know that we haven't seen on social media and that she hasn't addressed until today. Bella is here to tell her exclusive story that she has never spoken about publicly before. Bella was married for four years and the world had no idea until her divorce was leaked to the media. And since then, she's been flooded with hate and criticism and rumors. Today, Bella is telling her full story for the first time. But before we get started, Daddy Gang, please be aware that this episode does have conversations around abuse, assault, and self-harm that may be difficult for some of you to listen to. So I love you and please take care of yourself first and foremost. Um, I also ask you, when people come onto this show and open up about their life experiences, traumatic or not, I ask that you guys just keep in mind that this is specifically today a very sensitive topic for someone to open up about and just online and in the comments just think before you write things because this is taking a lot for someone to come and sit down and talk about this and let's try to be positive and uplifting and supportive of this young woman um because her story is fucking incredible so without further ado let's get into it bella porch This episode is presented by Sparkling Ice. Turn up summer with Sparkling Ice. They have over 17 anything but subtle flavors, all made with zero sugar and packed with vitamins and antioxidants. Iced tea and lemonade, strawberry watermelon, tropical punch, peach nectarine. Yum. Crank up the flavor. Sparkling Ice. Anything but subtle. This episode is brought to you by new Garnier Fructis hair filler with vitamin C G. Many things can damage your hair like heat styling and bleaching, but the all new Garnier Fructis hair filler systems can reverse up to one year of damage to your hair smoothness in just one use, giving you up to 79% stronger hair and up to four times less breakage. And all Garnier products are approved by Cruelty Free International under the Leaping Bunny program. New Garnier Fructis hair filler, pre-shampoo, shampoo, conditioner, and serum are available now on Amazon and at Walmart, Target, Ulta, drug, and select grocery stores. Learn more at GarnierUSA.com. 
This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Some things work so well. It's basically magic. Like my favorite highlighters that I'm like, wow, how did you all of a sudden make me look glowing? And you know what else really works, Dottie Gang? Shopify. It is a global commerce platform that helps you sell. I've seen a big difference in my online merch sales. They are especially good at turning browsers into buyers. I can see someone that's been on the site but didn't check out or someone that checked out and then is revisiting the site. Like if you want to grow your business, Daddy Gang, sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash unwell, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash unwell. Nobody had any idea where she came from. God for being a completely unknown person. Being one of the most talked about people in the world. The most famous girl on TikTok has been keeping a massive secret. From her native country, the Philippines, which was abused throughout her childhood. And it was then that she started plotting her escape. Joined the Navy when she was just 17 years old. Hi, everyone. Her song actually slapped. Spicy video starring her and rapper Tyler. She has a husband? She had to disappear because people are ruthless. It is your founding father, Alex Cooper, with Call Her Daddy. Bella, welcome to Call Her Daddy. Thanks for having me. I want to talk to you about your life because Mm -hmm. you have a very, very interesting and inspiring story. And so whether your fans are listening today, maybe they don't know all these details. If new people are watching you today, they're going to learn a lot about you. So... You grew up in the Philippines. Mm-hmm. You were raised by your grandmother in, I think you've said, like, the slums. Yes. Um, And you were raised by her until you were about three. Mm-hmm. And then you were adopted. Yeah. Who were your adoptive parents? Like, where were they from? Um. So my adoptive dad was from here, America. Um. He was a retired army soldier. And um, he went to the Philippines and got married there with his wife who is my adoptive mom your parents eventually also adopted three other children can you kind of bring me to those first few years of getting adopted like what was it like in the house with this family it was crazy because at first when we were first adopted and everything was it was everything was perfect like I was spoiled um I had a lot of toys um I was allowed to go to the playground with my brother and then up until I was age seven, everything just like shifted. Um, we we decided to move to a different part of the Philippines. Mm-hmm. And it was like in a very secluded area. And it was like a farm. And beginning of that, it was just, it became very toxic and abusive. And um, I don't I don't know why, but it just happened. Can you kind of talk about like what life was like on this farm? Yeah, so we had a lot of animals, farm animals. Um, I know we have 20 plus goats. Um, We had cows, sheep, chickens, a lot. Um, And so we'd have to take care of them. And every morning before I go to school at 3 a.m., I would wake up with my brother and start sweeping goat shit couch shit cow shit um (laughs) all the shit literally like clean up and um yeah I I would always get bullied in school because I always smelled like shit because I wasn't allowed to shower before I go to school because I didn't have much time so when you're doing these chores like 
what is your stepdad saying to you? Like, is it very aggressive? Like you must do these things? Like were there repercussions if you didn't finish them or do a good job? Um, I basically wouldn't be able to eat breakfast if I didn't do a good enough job. Yeah. Was the treatment similar for all of you and your siblings? No, it was, I don't know why, but it was always been me and my brother doing most of the work while my two older sisters were just doing like house, like sweeping the floors, washing the dishes. Interesting. Were they also from the Philippines? Mm Mm-hmm. Why do you think that was, that they were treated differently? I don't know. Um, I have no idea. Maybe because they're older and me and my brother were the younger younger ones did your stepdad in moments like ever get physical with you yes all the time and for sometimes it would be no reason at all like it would be at midnight like he would come to my room and just pick me up throw me in the ground and like put me in the closet like it's so scary yeah when you say that to like out loud right now is it like it's it's yeah did your stepmom know about this abuse? Oh yeah. She she didn't she didn't say anything. Like she she was she knew it was happening, but she just let it happen. She wouldn't like she wouldn't say anything about it. Um my other like I have cousins that knew too cuz they would come over and um they would sleep in my bedroom and I would sleep on the floor. And um they would hear like the yelling and like me beating getting beat up and yeah everybody's just very silent I guess they were also afraid mm-hmm. because you know it's this, this tall white man who they thought had a lot of money and you know I guess I don't know they they thought he was powerful yeah anyway, so they were all scared at that point in your life like what did you feel towards your stepdad oh a lot of a lot of hate um I was also very young, Mm -hmm. so I didn't understand what was going on. Like, why was I being treated that way? And um, there was so many times me and my brother was planning on, like, running away together. But, like, we wouldn't have anywhere to go. Right. (laughs) Yeah. Dude, I'm so sorry even hearing you, like... It, it feels like you're just like trapped like you're like getting abused in a home that was supposed to be like why did you even adopt us if this is how you were going to treat a human being like mm. let me go to another family that like wants to love and care for a child and then you're in this dynamic where these people are abusing you you have no way out did you confide in anyone that this was going on outside of your home no I was embarrassed I was embarrassed because um in the Philippines like if you have like a white dad you're considered like rich and um everybody just like bullied me so I went to a private school which is like a little bougie yeah yeah (laughs) and and people would always look at me weird because I always had like holes in my shoes like they're like oh why don't you just tell your dad to buy new buy you new ones like Mm -hmm. and I I would always be embarrassed to say like oh they they don't care about me (laughs) When you think about your younger self, like, what kept you going? Like, did you have something in mind that you were like, I need to keep going because of this? I honestly think because of what was happening to me when I was, like, a kid. Like, I was going through all that, like, traumatizing shit that it made me want to, like, have a better life. Yeah. Yeah. So it kind of, I I believed that I was going to be in a better place in the future because me and my brother would always talk about it. He's like, oh, we're going to we're going to move to the U.S. We're going to go to like a really nice school and 
yeah i don't know it's just like i guess dreaming and yeah. manifestation yeah even though i didn't know i was manifesting when i was a when i was a kid i actually was you were yeah you eventually moved to the united states with your family right mm-hmm. Were you still under the control of your step parents, or like, did you have any f- more freedom when you got to America? Um, what I noticed was when we moved here, it was he was less kind of like abusive hmm. in terms of like like physical. The first time um, something happened, like I I f- I don't remember, like I forgot to do something, and he started yelling, and the neighbors. Um, came over and they were asking if like everything's okay and I guess when that happened he just like he was more careful interesting yeah and um but still he would like he was still very mentally abusive verbally yeah yeah that's so interesting like he had the ability obviously on the farm to like go lash out in whatever way he pleased obviously then when you move to America and you have like neighbors next door it was almost like thank god you kind of got into a different area because it allowed you not that it got better but at least the physical aspect maybe like died down more because it was like yeah someone's gonna be like what the fuck is that noise in that house like let's call the police yeah i'm curious like you said your father was in the army so you end up going to the navy yes you were in the navy for four years why did you want to go to the navy so i graduated when I was 16, like I graduated high school when I was 16 and um, I wanted to get the fuck out of the house. Yeah. I was working in Target. I couldn't uh, work overtime because I was only 16, like I was underage. Okay. So I was making like minimum mm-hmm. and um, I really wanted to move out of the house and the only way was to join the military. I'm curious to know too, because like you're stepfather being so abusive and being like tied into like the military and the army like was there any like hesitation at all because it's like if this person was in that environment like is am I gonna experience that again or was that not even a thought you're just like let's just go and get out any way that I can um I guess the other reason too that I joined was my brother also joined yeah he went before me like a couple months before me he did it because, yeah, he also wanted to get out of the house. Um, he wasn't making a lot of money, so he mm-hmm. decided, oh, maybe joining the military would be best for him because there's benefits and he can go to college for free. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, so when he joined and I was like, oh, wait, yeah, maybe I can join too. Like, Because mm-hmm. I, I wanted to go to college and experience that, but I also didn't have money and my parents were... Not going to pay. Yeah, no. Were your parents at all opposed to you going to the Navy? They were. Yeah. Talk to me about that. Um, so I was 17. You have to have a waiver signed for you to join. Mm-hmm. Um, so I had to basically force my mom to sign it. Why did they not want you to go? I think they just wanted to keep me there. Just control. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, that's so crazy having to deal with the feelings of like, you clearly don't love and respect me by the way you treat me, I'm trying to leave, let me leave, and they wouldn't let you leave. So you get the waiver, and you leave, and you go, and you enlist. Talk to me about your time in the Navy. Yeah. Um, also, I, I actually want to talk about the time I shipped out for boot camp. Yeah. Um, so my usually your parents would, like, drop you off in the airport, you know? Yep. But my parents didn't want to do that. 
Um, so what happened? So they asked the recruiter if he could, <laughs> my Navy recruiter, to drop me off instead because they didn't want to do that for me. Um, it was at 7 a.m. in the morning, and um, I didn't. I kind of didn't want to say goodbye to them, so I just like kind of left, and I assumed that they were still asleep. Yeah. But as soon as I stepped out of the door, my dad came to the in front of the door, and he was like, "Oh, you're leaving." I'm like, "Yes, I'm. I'm going." And I said, "Yeah, bye." That my that's my recruiter over right. there, and he was like, "Well, if you fail boot camp, this is not your return address. Like, this is not your home. You're not coming back here. Like, if you fail, you're gonna be homeless." And don't I don't ever want to see your face again. And I turned around, actually, and I was smiling really hard because that was the happiest, like the best feeling ever. Because I knew I was going to just start a new life. And I'm like, Goodbye. I'm done with them. Yeah, I never have to deal with them again. An amazing opportunity for you to finally start a new start. But like also like, were you scared? Honestly, I wasn't scared. I was really excited. Um, when I found out that boot camp was like, you go in in there and it's basically like a sleepover with strangers every night. Right. Yeah, because I didn't know like we were all going to share like one room, like 30 girls in one room. I was like so excited. Right. My first night there, a lot of the girls were crying because they miss, they miss home. And I was there like, oh my gosh, guys, this is so exciting. <laughs> You're like, I couldn't be happier. Yeah. Wow. And like you had a bed and Mm -hmm. you also even talked about like you were saying like I wasn't allowed to have friends. Like this was that's so interesting. Like most people come in terrified. You were leaving a terrifying situation. This was like paradise to you essentially. Mm -hmm. So talk to me about these years in the Navy. Like I think a lot of people listening and watching are probably like I can't imagine. Like I've never experienced this. We hear about it. But like what was your experience like? Um, the training was not bad. Everybody thinks the train, like boot camp, is hard. I think it's it's pretty like not that bad. Um, I I got to do a lot of things like go to the mall for the first time in in the U.S. I was like, whoa, this is crazy. Um, yeah, I got to spend my money. <laughs> I think I actually yeah. got to like when I worked, I actually got rewarded instead mm-hmm. of and like abused. on the weekends. Yeah, like on the weekends, I would have fun with friends yeah it was so crazy I was hanging out with friends and so you made like a good group of friends there how were you feeling like personally now at some point I'm saying like the first year being away from your family like did you feel like you were coming into a different version of yourself like how did you feel about yourself um it felt new to me because I was like wow I, I, I can socialize with people like it's so weird and um, even my brother was like, you're unrecognizable. Like when we first first hung out, um, we were both in the military. It was so weird. We were both in uniform and we saw each other and it was like, wow, you're like a completely different person. Like your face light up now. Like it's you seem happier. And I'm like, yeah. Right. Like I'm free. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And then I've never opened up about this, but like something really fucked up happened to me in the military as well. Um, Sorry, I'm getting emotional. Um, So my first year in the military, I got sexually assaulted. It was, um, I was 18. And it was my first duty station. Um, And I don't know, I was very like, 
I was very motivated. Like I was a motivated sailor. Like I wanted to do, I wanted to pick up rank really fast. So I was doing a lot of um, like extra things, um, like studying really hard so I can get my um my wings. It's like you study like aviation and um, it's it's supposed to look good in uniform and like on paper. But um, I was studying really hard and I wanted to pick up rank so I can make more money. <laughs> And then, yeah, that happened. And um, at first, I didn't want to speak up, up, speak up about it. But um, the women that I was surrounded with, they kind of like, like, they knew something was wrong. Yeah. First of all, I'm so sorry. Like, there's no words to even like, especially if like woman to women, it's like, I'm so sorry. Was this a person in a position of power or was this someone that you were like interacting with every day that was also like kind of in a similar situation to you? It was someone that I knew. Yes. Once this happened to you and these women came to you because they knew you so well, did you tell them and like were you able to talk about it? Um, well, at first I showed up to work and they were like, why do you have so, so many cuts on your face? Like, why do you have bruises on your neck? Like, what's going on? And I was late for work that day, too. And um, I just started crying. I, I didn't know if I wanted to say what really happened because I was I didn't want anything to change. Like, I was working really hard and I I yeah, I, I just didn't want anything to change. And we all knew this person. And um, I I didn't want it to be like an awkward situation. So not to get like too into detail, but it, it's obviously alarming like that you had like physical cuts. Like this was like you were like fully, fully, of course, attacked, but to the point where you like were fighting for no, your life. No, I, I was. Um, I was fighting really hard. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I was just like very grateful that I was surrounded with people that cared about me. And um, yeah, they were like forcing me, like actually forcing me to go get um the rape kit <laughs> because like you know, it, a certain amount of time, like, you have to go get it done, and, um, I was just, like, I, I don't want to, but they were, like, no, you have to, like, you have to speak up, because, you know, like, this person can't keep doing that, what if he does that to another girl, you know, and, um, yeah, I, I went to go get it, and, um, it was a long process, a lot of interrogation, a lot of, it was, like, I was, it was like I was a suspect and they were interviewing me and they were like, oh, did this really happen? When obviously they see like the physical. <laughs> right. Yeah. Like the physical wounds on your body yeah. from being attacked by this man. Yeah. And so like I you, we went on court and um, he got four years. That's it. First of all, thank you for just like even talking about what you're comfortable with because I can't imagine like I'm sure I know every time you're probably talking about this, it like brings back up the trauma. It's really 
incredible also to hear you talk about Bella, like how brave you were to, and, and, and incredible that you had all those incredible women around you to be like, Bella, do this. It's clearly so much harder said than done of like, like you talked about, I feel like so many women don't report it because it's like, they're not going to believe me. Yeah. And even if they do, I have to, first of all, when people say like, why didn't so you just go get the rape kit? You have to open your ba- body back up to be re-violated by random humans to basically confirm that you, yes, was also violated by someone else. Like it's so backwards that people ask even why women don't come forward. And the fact that you came forward, I can imagine so many women are watching right now being like, holy fuck, like you're so fucking strong, but you shouldn't have to be this strong. What empowered you to come forward? Like, I know you're saying these women were, were, you know, asking you, but at the end of the day, like, this is you being that strong. Like, how did you will yourself to get yourself to the hospital? Um, honestly, I, I just thought of what they said. Like, what if this is not the first time he did it? And it actually wasn't. <laughs> yeah, it actually wasn't. Um, he did it multiple times. And I guess, like, when I came forward, those other women came forward. And he only got four fucking Mm. years. Yep. Can I ask, like, how does it make that, like, you feel of, like, having someone in the world that, like, it's just four years is a short time? Like, are are you, like, how do you mentally even handle that? I honestly live like with so much anxiety because I know he's out there yeah um yeah I've just I've just been scared um and I feel like it's so fucked up I I feel like there should be like um a system where when this happens that we know where this person is at like at all times because four years is like not a long time and I don't know I he could do anything literally and I've just been scared this past few years have you talked to anyone about this like have you gotten into therapy or do you do you discuss this at all like or are you like still kind of like physically and emotionally like holding on to this like are you still not ready to fully talk about this in a way that you can begin healing um it took me two years to um seek help yeah at first I was like no I'm fine I'm fine and um and then I I guess I found out that I had PTSD um I get I would get triggered at work literally and um my coworkers would be kind of like freaked out like why why are you shaking right now and it, it was scary. It's scary. Sometimes you, you forget where you are, especially when you get like flashbacks. And um, whenever I see a person that looks like him, I my body just shuts off. Um, it actually happened multiple times. And I feel like that's also why like I try to stay away from crowded places. When you went back to the military, like you're saying, like having PTSD, I wasn't even like thinking about that. Like you're, you're all in uniform. You're all looking at each other. You're, everyone's kind of looking the same. Like, did you ever consider leaving? 
Um, yes, actually, they gave me a choice. It's either I get out of the military and um, go back home or I can be transferred to a different duty station where I can just start fresh and the people in that duty station will not know about what happened to me. Um, and I was like, I don't have a home. Like, I wanted, I wanted to leave, but also, like, I really don't have a home, so where am I going to go to, right? And at that time, my brother was stationed in Japan, and I told them, can I get orders to Japan? Because my brother's there, and he's literally the only person I have. And they're like, yeah, we'll, we'll send you to Japan, you, you can start fresh, and that's how I was stationed in Japan. I got to see my brother all the time, which is awesome. Well, thank God. I was going to say, like, again, whether it's blood or not, like, we need someone in life. It could be literally one person. Like, we need someone. We all need at least one human being to be there for us. And the fact that, thank fucking God, you were able to have your brother. And I feel like also life is just so fucking weird where you're like, thank God he was also adopted into the same family so that you had that person that's the one thing you can like hold on to and that person was he super supportive during that time I'm sure obviously you had to tell him like how hard was that telling your brother actually I I didn't have to tell him myself um he got a phone call saying that I was in a hospital and um yeah fuck yeah it, it was intense so I didn't have to tell him about that but he was very worried and um he was one of those people that pushed me to go see a therapist and I was like no I'm fine yeah clearly like the body's natural intuition is like survive and just get through this and then once you have survived that moment and gotten through some of it like your body doesn't forget the trauma that you went through and experiencing PTSD symptoms is so debilitating and severe to the point where like your work is being affected your life your mental health your physical how did you begin to heal like sitting here today obviously this is with you forever and like you are a survivor but like when do you actually think like did your ptsd symptoms get any better as you were in the military did it stop when you got out of the military um i mean i'm still struggling with Mm -hmm. it now Mm -hmm. but it's definitely a lot better now than it used to um i also met um, a guy mm-hmm. in the military and that that guy is my ex-husband um we were together for seven years <laughs> um yeah when I met him we were both 19 and we were both very introverted and as soon as we saw each other we were like we kind of we kind of fell in love. Like it was like love at first sight. It, it was funny, and he didn't say a word. I didn't say a word because I'm introverted, and um, it was just like, yeah. And then we started seeing each other at the gym, and then that's when we started talk- talking. Um, yeah, he definitely helped me through a lot of the dark times. That's something that's so crazy. Is like piecing together like your public persona now on TikTok and we're going to get into it because it's like all of your fans were in shock when they found out that you had been married 
and you were divorced. And they were like, Bella, we didn't know you were married. We (laughs) didn't know you were divorced. No one knew about this marriage or divorce. And it's inspiring to hear that like you met this person in one of the darkest times of your life. He was there for you. Obviously, you filed for divorce and we can get to the divorce at some point. But like, can you bring me back yet to that moment of meeting him? Like, what do you remember about like your first date or like your first interaction of like actually after you got past the uncomfortable, like, oh, my God, we're both introverts. Like, I'm I'm looking at you and I like you and you like me. But like, when did it kind of pick up and like, what was the relationship like? Um, This is really funny because I've only had one ex-boyfriend before him. Okay, And it was like not serious and i was his first girlfriend and i remember seeing him look up <laughs> how to take a girl on a date no yeah no, it's yeah so it was Bella. yeah it was like a google search i i was like kind of like a crazy girlfriend too, like i may have been like, looking I was for like, his phone shut i was looking up. at the <laughs> history <laughs> i feel like that's not the point of the conversation yeah. i was creeping whatever yeah. anyways yeah but it was just really cute and yeah it was very wholesome and cute yeah and we were both kind of like oh this is we did a lot of our first together yeah it's hard to regain any type of intimacy after something like that like how did you even begin to have a relationship with a man at what pace was he like respectful um, he was definitely very respectful and the relationship, it started very slow and I had to say hi first because he was really not going to say hi. Um, we would see each other all the time. Like, um, so we were on the same, we were on the same squadron, but like different, um, work, different work. Like I worked in weapons while he dealt with like parachute, okay, parachute stuff, Got air it. crew stuff. And so, like, we would always see each other every day at work, but he never he never says hi. So I had to say the first hi. Right, you're like, I'm over here. Just yeah. me and I fucking each other. Let's go. Come on. Yeah. And, um, yeah. And then I found out, like, he actually never talked to girls before. And I thought that was really cute that, you know, and he was really nice. Yeah. So we're sitting here, obviously, and we just, you just casually, like, oh, yeah, my ex-husband. I'm like... Bella, the internet is like, give us the tea, girl. When and how did he propose to you? Oh, my gosh. Um, he actually proposed to me two years before we got married. <laughs> wow. Okay, so two years before you got married. How long yeah. had you guys been dating? He proposed to me months after we started dating. <laughs> He's like, you're the only girl that I've ever talked to. Actually, you're the only girl that I've ever even been able to say hi to we're doing this thing stop Mm, we were um so we would go on deployment like on the ocean Mm -hmm. for six months out of the year and so we would go to places like korea for like three days and then we we went to guam and that's when he proposed um it was beautiful um i know he looked it up though (laughs) he had to look up like tips on how to propose but yeah he proposed at the beach um yeah, and at that time, he didn't have enough money for a ring, so he got me like, like this um necklace. Yeah, what was the necklace? It was it was it was like a simple diamond necklace. Yeah, and he spent like fifteen hundred dollars on it, and I was like, how do you not have enough money for a ring? Like that's fifteen hundred. Like you could literally buy a lot. Like 
There's a lot of options. He's like, you more know? bang for He's like, I had to Google it. Okay. I'm just yeah. constantly like, stop. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Two months in, did you want to get engaged? Yeah. You did? Yeah. I actually, like, I thought we were actually going to be together forever. Oh my God. Yeah. He has, like, a tattoo, like, forever, always together. <laughs> Yeah. I know it's like but like you know like everything just happened so fast like I TikTok happened and yeah. like he didn't want to be in a spotlight and um like I respect that though like yeah. you know it's it's hard when I want to pers- pursue music like I want to be an artist I want to share music and I want to make content but when the person you love wants something different it's like it's hard but we're we're yeah we're divorced but we're in good terms um it was a mutual decision and i know like a lot of the people i don't know there was like a time where people thought i cheated on him and that's why we got a divorce but that's not actually the truth um nothing like that happened there's so many questions i have first of all did you guys ever have a real wedding like did you (laughs) yes um we got eloped (laughs) The main reason is because we didn't want to deal with um, saying our vows in front of our families. <laughs> it's so full circle. You're both like, we are introverts. We will not be speaking yes. in front of everyone. Um, Stop. Yeah. Okay, so you get married. Was it? A, so it was just the two of you oh, by yeah, yourselves? We, we got married in Hawaii. Yeah. You get married. You get eloped. You mm-hmm. go get eloped. You're like, no one can hear our vows. Shut up. We're going to just... Yeah. Say them in our mind together. And I want to talk about how funny the the Please. the wedding day was. Um, we were both really broke, <laughs> and I spent everything on the wedding because well, I spent because yeah, that's me. Um, I'm yeah, I planned the wedding. Um, I had a hundred dollars in my bank account, and in the military, like you kind of you always spend because you know you're gonna get a check every month. Mm-hmm. So when we got eloped i had i had a hundred dollars in my bank account and um i remember that night that wedding (laughs) the wedding night um i i had to deposit a hundred dollars on the on the hotel so we had zero dollars that night and we didn't get to eat dinner but we were married and we were so happy we were just so broke. We were young, dumb, and broke, literally. But happy. But really happy. So you get on TikTok. Mm-hmm. And can you talk to me about that? Because I'm like, it's like so crazy to hear your life and then be like, when did TikTok come into your life? And like, what did you start posting? Because all of a sudden, you are literally one of the most viewed people on TikTok. Like, what happened? Mm-hmm. Tell me. Um, beginning of, of 2020, I got out of the military and also the pandemic happened. Mm-hmm. And um, I, my friends always like was telling me, oh, check out this video on TikTok. It's so cute. Like videos of animals and just like funny stuff. And I was like, oh, maybe I should just download the app because whenever I click the link, it would send me to Safari. And I'm like, yeah, I'll just download the app and see what the hype is Mm -hmm. and um yeah I got addicted as we all did (laughs) yeah it was really fun I just like for hours scroll 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 and um I was like wait this is kind of fun maybe I should 
start posting stuff. But they're watching like funny, stupid lip sync videos. Yeah. Yes. And so I started doing that. And then one video got a million views. And then I was like, okay, I can get viral. Okay, I'm, I'm going to keep uploading videos. And then I did M to the B. <laughs> and, and it has like a hundred and something million yeah. like, views. It's M to the B. It's M, 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 M to the B. It's M to the B. It's M to the B. Bang. It's like such a simple video. Mm-hmm. And to get that many views, like what do you think it was? I don't know. Um, the comment sections were also very confused. They're like, why does this have a million likes? And then it got 5 million likes. And people are like, why the hell does this have 5 million likes? And it, it just kept like adding. And people in the comment sections were fighting and bullying me. They're like, talentless people are getting famous from TikTok. Like, what is going on? Like, why do people like this video so much? And so they kept, they just kept bullying me and bullying me. So I'm like, okay, fine. I'll put up... I'll upload a cover of, um, I think I did, the first one I did was um, Friend by Gracie Abrams. Mm-hmm. I love her. Um, and then people were like, oh, wait, no, she could sing. Like, right. You're like, but you, it's just fucked up that they had to bully me. Mm-hmm. Where were you mentally at when your whole life was changing? I was excited. Um, also, like, I was kind of in the lowest point in my life, actually. Um, when I got out of the military, I was very down. Why? I, um, I, (laughs) I tried taking my own life, um, a few months before I got out of the military because like my PTSD was getting bad and, um, my ex-husband wasn't there. He was stationed in Japan and I was stationed in Hawaii. So we were, he was far and the only thing he could do was call me. So it was kind of hard. You know, not having your person, like the person that you, you trust and that helped you through that isn't there. So it was hard. Um, yeah. Did you tell anyone that this happened? Um, this is the first time I'm actually speaking up about this. Um, I just feel really comfortable with you. <laughs> I'm so sorry. After that happened, were you just, like, by yourself? Like, did you yeah. go to anyone? Did you tell anyone? Um, <laughs> my friends actually found me. Um, I overdosed. Um, I don't know. I just saw, like, a bottle of Percocet on... Um, it, I had a roommate. She had, like, a bottle of Percocet in her bathroom. And I just took the whole thing. It was probably, like, 40 pills. And <laughs> um... Yeah, and I was just really depressed. I was talking to a therapist, actually, twice a week. And um, I was still struggling very hard. I feel like it's like, I appreciate you sharing that, not because it's like another thing in your life that you're sharing. It's more like the effects of abuse run so fucking deep and last so fucking long that hearing you talk about it it's unfortunate but it it does help bring a, like more light to the fact that like I feel like I've sat with people that have been abused or gone through similar things and are like it's hard to not get over it like and people keeping like why aren't you better like you've gone through therapy like you should be fine you're talking to a therapist two times a week 
it's just like healing isn't linear. Like you can't wake up one day and feel better. Like you could be fine for a year and then one day you wake up and you see someone that reminds you of, and then it's all back. Um, after that moment though, did you have any, like a clarity moment? Did you still feel super low? Um, well, something changed. I was basically forced to go to the psych ward and I met a lot of people there that were struggling with the same thing. And I guess I just needed people that understood me and I just needed to talk to people that went through the same thing. And that made me feel a little like better and hopeful it's awful what you've been through like there's no like but like it's like I'm so fucking sorry like I feel like sometimes people are like but it's like no like that's so fucking rough what you've made of yourself now that we see on TikTok though I think it gives more perspective to like we really don't fucking know we have no fucking idea what people are going through and I am so happy for you with your success but success doesn't just rid all of the pain and the problems and everything you've been through like hearing you talk about your husband and now ex-husband like is the only reason you guys couldn't make it work because of your success and you wanting to move to LA and him kind of staying like was that it like you still loved each other but that was it yeah um he's a really private person Mm -hmm. um he had like Instagram but what he had like one picture (laughs) and he has really bad social anxiety just like me and um one time I had 20,000 followers on Instagram and I had about like a million on TikTok Mm -hmm. this was like 2020 um the beginning of yeah and I was getting hit on by so many like random people (laughs) yeah and so I was like wait let me let me upload pictures of me in my wedding dress and our when we got it eloped and just say like caption it like stop messaging me that stop sliding into my dms i'm married right and i did i posted it yeah i got there was a lot of hateful comments it got a lot of hate mm-hmm. it's mostly just men talking shit saying wow you married this dude like making fun of his appearance i don't yeah it's awful and he saw that at that moment i saw him it, it, I've just never seen him hurt before. Yeah. Um, he He's a type of dude that doesn't cry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He doesn't show his emotions. But at that moment, he was, he was, yeah, he was, he was hurt. Yeah. He was very hurt. And, um, and it was like a decision that we should, it's best to keep it private mm-hmm. is to protect him and also to protect me. Mm-hmm. But like, I know how it feels when, you know, people bully you because I, basically was bullied my entire life yeah and still now on the internet you experience <laughs> but you, like you 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 get used to it yeah but for someone that never really been through it yeah he's like I don't want to have to handle this yeah which I it's so hard because it's like I I also get that side of it it's like it is a crazy world that we're in of like leaving the comment section on and letting people just like have at it and it's like I understand someone that's like, I want my privacy and I don't want to have to be basically like a joke on the internet or making people making fun of me. Like I want to be happy in my life. When you decided to get the divorce, can you take me to that moment? Like 
what were the conversations like and how did you decide to officially end it um well he he first started talking to me about it okay um he kind of brought it up and um it it was very it was hard to talk about it but also like i respect that Mm -hmm. he was able to Mm -hmm. like start the conversation of like yeah yeah he was just basically like i i don't think i can do this um I don't think I could keep living like this. Like, yeah. But, like, we're in good terms right now. Like, I'm, <laughs> I'm crying because I'm, like, you know, he's, he's, he always has, like, a special part in my heart. Like, he's, like, he helped me through so much. And, um, yeah, we still keep in touch. Um, he's doing his own thing, and I'm doing my own thing. Um, Yeah. It just sucks, too, because it's like I really respect both of you, though, because I feel like there is sometimes as I feel like this is like from a fucking movie and I don't know where I'm quoting this from. But like sometimes like love literally isn't enough. Like you can love someone so much, but circumstances where you're at in your life versus where someone else is like it doesn't mean you don't love someone, but sometimes you actually just like have to let something go. And sometimes letting something go is actually much stronger than trying to hold on to something that clearly isn't right for maybe both or even just one of you and like the fact that you were like it hurt like hell but like I know it was time do you think that you would ever like is there anything in your head that you're like one day we will make it back together or do you think that door is like closed uh I guess it depends (laughs) um I think so but like I want to be an artist. I want to sing. Um, I want to be, like, I want to be in the spotlight. Like, I want to perform. And um, I don't think he ever wants to be part of that. Like, yeah, no. Yeah, so, I mean, he's he, we're still pretty close. Like, he's still my best friend. But sometimes it just, it just sucks because, you know, like, you want to do something for yourself. And like a career but then you love someone and they they can't handle it so it's just like you kind of just have to pick right (laughs) dude it's so hard I feel like that's like do you compromise going after the career that you want and maybe you're gonna be lonely and maybe you're gonna have to sacrifice and maybe you are gonna have to give up someone that at the time was the love of your life but like you also have wants and dreams yeah and it's a really difficult balance of knowing when to like fight for something and when to know like it's time to move on. I'm sure so many people listening are like they have that job they wanted to take, but they stayed with the partner because they didn't want to move with them or they left. It's just like it's life. It's just yeah. fucking awful because it's like timing is such a motherfucker. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Some things work so well. It's basically magic. Like my favorite highlighters that I'm like, wow, how did you all of a sudden make me look glowing? And you know what else really works, Dottie Gang? Shopify. It is a global commerce platform that helps you sell. 
I've seen a big difference in my online merch sales. They are especially good at turning browsers into buyers. I can see someone that's been on the site but didn't check out or someone that checked out and then is revisiting the site. Like if you want to grow your business, Daddy Gang, sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash unwell, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash unwell. You're single. I am. How is your single life going, Bella? It's so hard because I don't, I don't understand. I don't. Okay. So I feel like I've never really talked about this, but like, why is talking to people so hard? First of all, I don't know when someone likes me. They could literally be like, Bella, I, I like you. And I'm like, what does that mean? Like, you want to date me or you just like talking to me? Like, I don't understand how dating works. And then I was, yeah, every time I talk to my friends about it, I'm like, how how does like dating life work? And they're like, oh, there's like, there's like different tiers or something like you're talking, mm-hmm. just hanging out. And then there's dating. I'm, I'm like, what What are all those terms? Like, I've, I've only had two really like you know two exes in my entire life because i was i was never allowed to have a boyfriend when i was a kid and it's just hard i don't understand it's so fucking confusing the good thing i think that i have learned is like i don't think anyone knows what they're doing i think so much of it is awkward and it's like until you find that one person that you're like ooh, like i kind of like you but now i get it in today's world it's like ooh, i like you but then like I have to act like I don't like you. And then like, (laughs) I'm not allowed to text you. Double texting is like a Mm. taboo. Like I'm going to look needy. You're like, it's a fucking headache. So I empathize with you and I'm sorry that it's so confusing. Have you gone on any dates? Like what's the vibe? Yeah. um, Okay. I actually went on a date a few days ago. How'd it go? It was weird (laughs) because I, he likes me, but we split the bill. wait no i okay okay um it was like the first time i had to split a bill with Mm -hmm. someone but it it wasn't like it was when the waiter came he you know he gave us the Uh the thing and he was like do you want to split it it wasn't like oh do you want me to pay for it or do you want to split it he was like do you want to split it and i was like oh okay sure um yeah i'm not gonna say no like right did you text him after did he text you after yeah how'd it go uh yeah i mean it was it was cute he was just like oh i'm sorry i didn't bring flowers you're like you're sorry you mean you didn't pay (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah i also didn't want to make a big deal out of that because i i don't know i've only been to a couple of dates and like yeah actually two okay dates yeah are you good at flirting? Like, how are you feeling about, like... <laughs> I I don't think I'm good at flirting at all. But, like, people say I'm flirting with them, but I'm so confused. Okay, the last time a guy told me, like... I, are, he's like, are you flirting with me? I'm like, I'm literally just looking at you. I'm not... <laughs> I'm not even saying anything. I, I feel like I'm just very awkward. And if... I, I think... Like, I only click with people that's also awkward. Yeah. Yeah. Like you're like, we can vibe in our awkwardness yeah. together. Yeah. If not, like, get away. Um, I can was you ta- give me some tips, though? And yeah. I yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I think that what you have to do is, like, I don't think you should do anything but be yourself. Like, I feel like the times that I fucked myself over, especially when I was, like, in college, was, like, 
trying to be someone I wasn't. And then by the fifth date, I was like, I'm fucking exhausted. Like I've been faking this whole time. Like, oh, I'm this cool girl that's like down for this. I'm like, I just want to like, you know, get some sushi and go home. Like mm-hmm. I'm not up for like the club, like just making sure that like you just go based off of what you actually are. I feel like sometimes mm-hmm. we go onto dates and we're like, we have to look a certain way or we have wear your fucking hoodie if you wear you want to wear your hoodie dress up if you want to dress up like and actually just don't listen to people with like the rules of dating like Mm -hmm. i kind of feel like it's chiller and cooler if you just actually confuse the fuck out of people because like you do double text if you want to double text like do whatever the fuck (laughs) you want and i wish i had told myself this when i was younger because i would just sit up thinking about like literally planning i was like planning like how i'm gonna respond and waiting and like writing things down when i was i'm like what am I doing? This is supposed to be fun and it should be effortless. I would just say it's so corny, but like show them who you are immediately so that you don't have to like backtrack and be like, why did I say I liked that? And now we're going to like a scary movie and I fucking hate scary movies, but I was trying to be cool. Like don't try to be cool. Just be your fucking self. And dating is exhausting. So I would also say like be picky. Like I think it's okay to be picky. Yeah. Like I think like, you are busy and you got a lot of shit on your plate like don't fucking just like settle for like i don't know like i guess i'll go on a second date only go on a second date if you really fucking like him and if he pays pays. (laughs) you have the song build a bitch but Mm -hmm. i'm like bella if we are building a boyfriend tell me what you're looking for in a boyfriend okay um well i'm looking for someone who's funny i feel like that's important but also, I I don't know. I've always been attracted to guys that are like five nine and below. Okay, is that Specific. weird? No, I love the the short kings are cheering at this episode right now. I guess like my my cutoff would be five ten, mm-hmm. but like I don't know. Like I always find like shorter guys to be more attractive. Clip that, put it on TikTok, let it roll. That's gonna go viral. Every <laughs> short guy is gonna be like. I have a chance with Bella. I love that. No, I think that's great. Because you're what? Yeah. 4'11"? I'm 4'11". I don't need someone who's like six foot five. Like, that's crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I love that. So short and is funny. Mm-hmm. Men out there? Yeah. Let's ramp it up. Wow. Okay. So short, funny. What else? Um, Someone who has good hair. I love grabbing hair. So... Oh. <laughs> I love the specificity. <laughs> really good hair so I can latch on. Yeah. Okay. Have you yeah. ever dated someone with like long hair? Yeah. Ah. My, my ex had, yeah. Long, long hair. hair. Yeah. Would you put it in like a ponytail? Yeah. 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 <laughs> Would you like braid it? Yeah, actually. <laughs> I'm like just coming up with random shit. You're like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah, okay, put it so on pigtails. I, oh. Yeah. So you yeah. need like a good head of hair. Mm-hmm. I love that. But it doesn't have to be long. Right. I, I just, just want to grab it. You've got beautiful hair. Oh, thank so you're you. like, yeah, you guys need to compete. Yeah. Love it. I'm curious. Obviously, like your first album really touches, I feel like, on like the darkest moments in mm-hmm. your life and kind of what we've been talking about. How is your new music reflective of where you're at in your life? Honestly, like I'm the the music ref- the music that I put out recently um crush and the album that I'm putting out reflects what's happening with me right now in my life I I'm definitely in a better headspace um when I was writing like build a bitch and the dolls EP I was in a much like darker place and um now I'm 
finally like getting better and yeah um i'm just very excited because like my my fans actually loved crush and i can't wait to put out the album because it's gonna be different do you have any advice for your fans maybe that are watching that are like currently in the fucking trenches and like in the darkest period of their life like do you have any advice from your experience of how to get through those moments um i think time is the the one thing that helped me the most because like you know i was i was seeing a therapist like twice a week sometimes three times when i really needed someone to talk to but i feel like if you just take the moment and give yourself some time to heal it you'll you'll definitely feel better and just like be hopeful and um just surround yourself with good people yeah what do you want for yourself in this next phase of life um i just want to have fun (laughs) i don't know i feel like i've just been so i don't know i i want to have fun Mm because Even my friends lately, they've been so surprised that I've been hanging out. I love it. Yeah, I've always been like a homebody. And now I'm just like, oh, let's go grab breakfast or um, yeah, like like do fun things yeah. outside. And um, yeah, I guess I in my next phase, I just want to have fun and learn new things because there's a lot of things that I still don't know. Totally. Yeah. Right, you're just like putting yourself out there. If someone is becoming a new fan of yours today, what do you want them to take away from this and like know about you? Um, <laughs> I love that question. Also, that's really hard. Um, I just want to say that, hi, I'm Bella. Um, I love making music. You should go check it out if you want but i'm not gonna force you um but um i don't know i think you've done a really good job of explaining your life story today and i feel like even just sitting here with you i can say that like you have a very incredible presence about you like just sitting in this room you're very calm and knowing everything you've been through now like you would like i said you wouldn't know that like you are humble and you seem very motivated And I think it's just like inspiring to see like where you came from and what you've made of yourself. Like shame on anyone that has ever done you wrong or abused their power over you. And I think every woman listening can take something from this of like, it's a motherfucker for us out here. Like it is, and I'm speaking from a perspective of being absolutely understanding I'm so privileged and like knowing there, it's just like, it's very difficult. We're still living in a society where women are not equal we are still fighting for our life at this point and i just thank you because every time someone speaks like you do it allows other women to be like i'm going to speak up next time or even just know like i'm going to be the friend that helps my friend speak up next time like it i know it sounds like oh we're all just talking about our own shit like it's not like we're all connected in some capacity and it's I, I just appreciate you coming on because it's not fucking easy. And I know like even when I upload this shit, I'm like people I think forget like you're a human. It's a lot and it's hard when you press upload on something that's personal. So I appreciate you sharing this with us because it's going to help a lot of women. And I cannot d- wait to see what you do with your career because you're already so fucking successful. And I, I'm just so excited for you. So thank you so much for coming on Call Her Daddy. Oh, well, thank you so much for letting me speak um and letting 
there you you know you invited so many people here and i've i've watched almost all of them and um i'm just very thankful that there's someone like you who's able to like speak to people and share like different like you know perspectives and i i appreciate that and you you made me so comfortable that i was just giving you all the tea um (laughs) you're so easy to talk to and um thank you for that thank you bella thank you This episode is brought to you by DoorDash. Want $0 delivery fees? Try Dash Pass by DoorDash. Daddy gang, I love being home. I love to be cozy, comfortable, laying on the couch. I can't tell you how many times I need something, but I am too lazy to get up and get out of the house. And sometimes I need food or groceries, you name it. Dash Pass gets it delivered right to my door and yours too. It is only $9.99 a month. So I think it's a really good deal, Daddy Gang. So get $0 delivery fees on eligible orders with Dash Pass and new members get a 30-day free trial. Terms apply. Sign up today.